Yeah, so uh, today, man, is a beautiful day, man. It's a very pivotal point in my life. I was hoping, I dreamt of hoping to get to this day of one day being able to share a success story. And after eight years of hard work, man, here I am. I'm at a charter school in Northeast Los Angeles, and uh, I'm about to share my testimony. I'm about to share my struggles, my pain. Uh, I'm gonna be vulnerable with these kids. Hopefully they don't laugh at me. Um, and I'm gonna tell them uh, the short version of my journey. So stay tuned, man. Let's go, baby. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Or good afternoon. After 20 plus years on the streets in and out of prison, I've heard a million stories. In comparison, my story has sounded like a picnic at the park compared to others. People always have a, you know, they always top you on a story, right? And it's happened to me a million times, it's a fact. I'm not here to impress you. I'm not here for sympathy. I'm here in a very humble manner to share some personal moments in my life. This is the short version of my journey. Regardless of what obstacles, what barriers stand in front of you, do not let it stop you from achieving your individual dreams. Take everything against you as a lesson. Take everything against you as a challenge to overcome and level up, right? Whatever life throws at you, you guys never back down. This stage of my life, transparency has been my best attribute for the good and the worst of me. I will tell you no lies. I own up to my past. I'm truthful with myself, which is most important. Sometimes we lie to ourselves, and what's worse is sometimes we're crazy enough to believe those lies, right? Everybody knows me as lucky, not because I go to Vegas and hit jackpots, it's because I have been blessed with multiple chances to live, and that's real. I have been very fortunate to make it out of a dark place when a lot of my friends and homies did not have the opportunity. Not a day goes by that I'm not grateful for my life being spared thus far, and I'll knock on wood, right? Obviously, I have, I have a purpose far greater than I could have ever dreamt of. Today is a very pivotal point in my life being here with you all, sharing these words. And I just want to thank you guys for uh, the opportunity and your time today. Now, I want to ask you guys a question. Have you guys ever seen a cow dog? You guys know what a cow dog is? No? Um, okay. Um, it's basically a dog that's been abused. Every time they're around their master, they're in a cow position, right? Scared, body hunched, won't make eye contact with their owner. I mean, it's a horrible look on the owner and obviously you're gonna feel sorry for the dog, right? The reason why I say this is the best way I can somewhat paint you a visual picture of myself growing up as a child. My mother was brought into this world by force. I don't like saying that four letter word, but I hope you guys understand what I mean by my mother was brought into this world by force. Something no woman or child should ever have to endure. I didn't start feeling her pain until I was roughly, you know, three, four years old. For, for some reason, she had no emotional attachment to me, which was very confusing to me at such a young age. I mean, I think at that age, I mean, you know, it feels good and you know, it tastes good, right? Um, Naturally, as a young pup, I wanted to go to my mom for comfort. She loved on my sisters in front of me while she pushed me, to, pushed me aside. In my innocent mind, I couldn't figure it out. During these early stages in my life, I mean, kids are so, supposed to be kids, right? Well, at this age, I had a lot 
on my mind, and to be honest, I had no idea what was on my mind, but I knew it was heavy, right? Um, in this moment of time, in this moment in time, Moms was in a very physical and verbal divorce with my pops. Uh, so bad, my pops kidnapped me and took me to TJ. I mean, to this day, I remember chickens pecking on my diaper. We lived in a capper shell of his truck until authorities caught up with him and I was given back to my mom. I don't believe it was out of love of her missing her son. I believe it was in spite of him. Yeah, I mean, kind of like I win, I, I lose in regards to getting me back from my pops. She hated my dad. Before I could even speak, I remember these words out her mouth, get out of my face, you remind me of your dad, right? I was just like, whoa, hold up. This don't sound right. But I was a baby, you know, uh, very new into this world. Uh, my pops still is, he's still alive, very strange character. I'm gonna give you guys a little example. Uh, growing up, well, as a baby, during this moment in time I'm talking about, uh, my room was the dining room. So my mom and my sister's room was in the back of his house. Um, my pops would come and knock on the window in the middle of the night. It would scare the you know what out of me. And as a, as a baby, I, I, you know, it startled me and I wake up and, and you know, my bed's in front of this big dining room window and I'd peel back the drapes and uh, there would be my pops right there smiling, waving at me in the middle of the night. It was weird, right? I mean, to this day, uh, I mean, I, I can still see his face doing it. I mean, and I, I think psychologically I related his face to a clown face because my entire childhood I was afraid of clowns. Uh, yeah. Um, making the divorce even worse, my mom meets a new dude. He picks up the abuse role real quickly. He had nicknames for everything he hit me with. And while he hit me, she would be there saying, get him. Yeah. Um, she kissed my sisters off to school and looked back at me and nod her head. She'd be like, go. All right. I had low self-esteem. I suffered from some severe anxiety. I looked in the mirror and I didn't love what I saw. If you look in the mirror and you don't love what you see, you need to love yourself because you are great. You are all powerful. I want to tell you guys that. So back then, I felt if the person that brought me into this world didn't value me since a baby, I mean, shit, excuse my language, why would I value myself, right? Why would I value myself? I needed to escape this captivity I was in. I used to look at the window in my bedroom and felt that the that was the only way out. I just needed to gather I just needed to gather the courage and take the leap of faith out that window, right? Which one day I did. I ran away to live with my pops. Now on his doorstep he had this package of damaged goods. Back then there was no Amazon, right? I showed up with no receipt. He was he he was not getting his money back. This is what it is, my G. Now you're going to deal with it, right? To my pops. This stage of my life, I was emotionally broken. My pops had no chance. I'll tell you that. And neither did I with him. He met a young little honey, and he was determined to get back with it. He lost, right? And this is when he started his new family. And this is when I simultaneously found my new family, which was the streets. Hurt. Angry, confused kids, lost souls in the system, right? We connected. We shared a common pain without saying one word to each other. We were on these streets for similar reasons. Looking for love in all the wrong places, baby, right? Well, I found it and it felt real at the time. 
But I'm going to tell you this right now. What feels real when you're young does not always pan out down the line of life. So you guys be careful. These years you guys are in right now are very important. Seriously. One day you're going to think back about these days, you know, first boyfriend, first girlfriend. You're going to be like, man, I was so in love or this and that and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, have you ever seen a stray dog? Let me ask you another question. Have you guys ever seen a stray dog running down the street, tongue hanging out, barking, pooping, peeing on everything, humping everything that moved? Uh, yeah, that was me. I was wild. I was, I was free from the miserable childhood jail cell. I exploded off the horse table like the Saturday to racetrack. I was gone and it felt very, very liberating, very liberating. This is when I took control of my path of destruction, right? If anybody's going to hurt me, I'm going to hurt myself now. From here on out, this was on me. No F's given. And I wasn't alone. There was a tribe of us, right? There was a tribe of us. Shortly after introduction to the streets, I got jumped into a gang. I earned my name right down the street from here by escaping death. Uh, three of my homeboys got shot. I followed one of my homies. There was two gunners. One dude cut me off, put the gun to my head, hit me up where I was from. I, I hadn't even got a name yet. And uh, I just got jumped in. We were meeting down the street. Dude put the gun to my head. I, 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 you know, I had to, right? You know what I mean? I just got jumped in the, in, into the hood. So I told him where I was from and, and he clicked the gun on my head and, and I didn't realize it, but I guess it got jammed. Now he started, to t and I didn't, I, it got jammed and I realized it got jammed when he started turning it upside down. I was gonna take flight on this guy, much, maybe too much detail. But the other gunner came after he shot a bunch of my homeboys and started gunning for me. I ran, escaped that. That's how I got lucky. That's the story of that, right? Um, I was a perfect candidate for a gang. I mean, I met all the criteria. I was actually overqualified for once in my life. My homies used to clown me because I used to flinch at any little thing. They would say, this fool's scared, which they would soon learn I wasn't. I just never had the heart to share my pain on why I've been flinching since three, four years old, right? Overnight, potentially, a good kid turned into a terrorizing monster. Throughout my life, I was in and out of prison, in and out of committing crimes, physically fighting the cops. Like, I've had physical altercations with the cops. Put your hands up. Do this, do that. No. I was that dude, right? As well as getting beat by the cops. I've been beat by the cops about handful of times, four or five times right here in Highland Park. Um, sometimes we got to take a little responsibility on that too, right? I was wilding out. In and out of abusing drugs and in and out of different women. I had no foundation. I had no balance. I lived my life one, at, one day at a time. With that said, I served for 13 years in the prison. I've been shot, stabbed, head busted open. I mean, the above doesn't, what I'm saying, telling you guys doesn't make me tough. It makes me not smart enough to make decisions regardless of, you know, the circumstances we're in. We have a choice, right? Because we hold, you know, we hold the power to choose right. We not be able to erase the past, but we can plan for the future. Everybody counted me out, including myself, before my last prison bit. Uh, yeah, I tried killing myself. My neighbor, Myrna, from some reason, showed up to my house to check up on me. I was living on Strickland and Figueroa. I was high off meth and tired of living. She ran to her house, came back with five sedatives, five sedatives, and it knocked me the hell out. Here I go, <laughs> saved by another prison sentence. It wasn't, if it wasn't for prison, I would be dead. 
Um, that's a fact right there. Almost every prison sentence, I go to prison with a female pregnant. Not proud of that. I have multiple baby mamas and kids I have not been there for. Hurt creates more hurt. I was an irresponsible dirtbag. If I could physically kick myself in the butt, I would have, excuse me, I wouldn't have any shoes left on my feet. I'd be wearing the shoes on my backside, right? Uh, these chapters of my life is very embarrassing. But remember what I said from the beginning, transparency, right? The abuse of no love from my, my mother made me devalue women. To this day, you know, I'm still, I still deal with it with the kids I brought into this world. Um, 2011, I go back to prison with another female pregnant. While I'm in there, she decides she doesn't want our daughter. My oldest sister takes in my newborn baby and sends me adoption paperwork. Without much hesitation, I sign it. I thought it would be her best chance in life, right? Um, a few months later, my little sister, a few months later while I'm in serving this prison bed, my little sister, the closest one to me, dies from cancer while I'm in there. She was the world to me. She... I mean, she was the only one I could talk to in my family. I mean, prison is a place where you're supposed to be tough. Uh, the time of her fighting cancer, I mean, while I was in there, I never felt weaker in my life. I, got, I remember I got in a fight with this dude. I mean, I had no fire in me during uh, this time. You know, my sister, cancer, passing. I'm in, I'm sitting in a, prison cell I mean I, I remember I got into a fight with this guy and I held on to him and I just let him hit me in the face uh, you know I could have took him I mean the punches didn't hurt because I was I was numb from the pain that I felt I mean I prayed to God every night to spare her life and take mine instead I mean here here I was risking my life and she, I mean she was I mean she wasn't a part of no hood stuff uh, she was she was a an amazing human being and she got stripped of her ability to breathe the air that we take it in right now. Leaving behind two young girls after her two-year fight of cancer. I think I wanted to die, but the dog in me. Remember that wild stray dog running down the street with his tongue hanging out? I had to channel the anger and use it for something positive. Here I am. Eight years ago, I was praying to God in prison to take my life instead of my sister's. He didn't take mine, so in honor of her, no, I had to get my stuff together, right? I had to get my stuff together. I knew what I had to do to turn my life around. I had to do everything the opposite of what I was doing before. Imagine that. It's basic math. Easier said than done, though. I had to separate myself from my past. I had to rewire myself. I had to reboot my entire system. <laughs> I read books. I did research on everything that was going on with me. I was in and out of doctors, doctor's offices because I, I could feel the unbalance in my system from all the trauma, all the drugs. My serotonin was off. And I felt it. I felt horrible. Mood swings up, down. When I'm high, I'm high. When I'm low, I'm low. I had to face my fears. The hardest, most challenging barrier was my inner self. It was me. 
right? Stepping out the norm and do everything that made me uncomfortable. It's easy to be a G in the hood. The challenge was to be a nobody in the real world and work my way up that ladder, right? Very humbling. I stopped running from myself and faced it head on. Meanwhile, educating myself with knowledge, which is, which is king. Knowledge is king. Education is huge. Don't sleep on that. Seriously, I know right now it's, it's boring, it's tough. You don't want to come to school, but get this education. It's free. I joined the electrical union, which is, a five, which is five years of grueling school. I only knew basic math going in, and now I know trigonometry and all kinds of complicated mathematical formulas. Which, by the way, I'm in my last two weeks of completing those five years. Thank you. I mean, right now, I mean, this is union scale, so it's no secret. Right now, I'm making $45 an hour with benefits and three retirements. Imagine that. It's not that, it's not, it's, it's a decent living, right? And when I complete these next two schools, I'll be making over $50 an hour. You know, so, I mean, unions out here in L.A. are, are, are amazing, so, and, and, and having a trade under your belt is, is great. Um, since I was a known gang member, I was put on the gang injunction here in Los Angeles. It was determined to be illegal, so the city is currently paying for me to go to UCLA right now. I'm taking business management. I am a UCLA student. Imagine that, huh? Meanwhile, working, going to two different schools... I have a beautiful partner in life that has given me a new loving family with two little girls, Shyla and Leon. I got a five and six year old. Feels good to be a daddy. Uh, my girls have my girl has been by my side through this eight year journey from nothing, taking the bus on pro to now this guy right here. She has been my been my foundation and giving me unconditional love. Sometimes we need that, right? Go a long way. Support system is huge. Um, Sometimes you guys might get that from some of your teachers right here, someone to talk to outside of your parents' support system. Uh, I get home from work, <laughs> and my girls, man, I love this. My girl, I can always hear my girls screaming at the door, Daddy's home. Um, it's the best feeling in the world. That's the real love, right? That's the real love. I mean, the street love is it's not the same than the real love of family and just people that heart for you, right? You know, they count on you for positive stuff, not negative stuff. Also, during all the above, the street hustler, me, right? The entrepreneur, the creative person that I am wasn't satisfied, you know? Forever pushing the boundaries. That's me, baby. Just like when I was on the streets. I had to figure out how I could incorporate my past to my present. So, I started a podcast uh, called Hoodstocks. I wanted to give the nobodies a platform to tell their story. The individuals I sat in the trap with addicted to drugs. The nobodies I sat in numerous cells with across California Department of Corrections. Those are the real stories. That's the real pain. Ain't no filter on that. A lot of mainstream media won't touch these individuals because some might be dirty, still on the streets. Some might be not pleasing to the eye. Some might not have a million followers on Instagram or TikTok. Nah, come on home to Hoodstocks, baby. We got a place for you. 
Our goal is to inspire, uplift the community, give value to the normal folk around here. Hood stocks, raise our personal stocks up. We are all stocks. We are all valuable individuals. Educate yourself and you shall elevate yourself. Love yourself, respect your neighbor, give and you will get. Life brings ups and downs, keep your head up and stay the course. You are the kings and queens of the future. Plant your seeds today so tomorrow can be fruitful. The best investment on this planet is yourself. I want to thank you guys for your time. Um, along with this journey, uh, I've, I've had the uh, I've had the opportunity to meet some very uh, amazing people in this world, including Jenna. Um, one of the people that I've, I've been able to meet is Dwight Howard from the Los Angeles Lakers. That boy's a G right there, that's my boy. I mean, man, I can, I can say that's my friend, that's my homie. Um, and so, with my journey, with my podcast, um, when you do good in life, I mean, you have a certain aura about yourself, you have a certain energy, and sometimes uh, it's, it's magnetic, right? And, and you'll attract you know, certain opportunities, success. And uh, with that said, um, I have uh, become, like I said, friends with Dwight Howard. He's been on my podcast. And on the 26th of this month, we are gonna throw a Christmas celebration right here at this school. You know, it's gonna be a lot of games, it's going to be a lot of uh, gifts, it's going to be some live entertainment, we're going to have some of the Los Angeles Lakers here, I think Wessel Westbrook might pull up too, I don't know, do we got any Laker fans right here? Yeah? It's all good. I mean, I know we ain't got no hockey fans right here, do we? Maybe not. Um, but yeah, so the 26th of this month, we're gonna have a Christmas celebration. I wanna thank the school for letting us have it here. And uh, I think Xbox is gonna sponsor it. Uh, Arrowhead's gonna sponsor it. I think Oreo Cookies is gonna sponsor it. And uh, I think they're gonna bring Xboxes here. But what I wanted to make sure, and I talked to Dwight Howard's agent, I talked to his assistant, and I said, hey, the kids at the school, I wanna make sure they're, in, they're first in line for everything that, that is gonna happen, right? Because it's gonna be open to the, you know, the, to the neighborhood, right? The neighboring cities, Northeast Los Angeles. I mean, anybody, anybody wants to pull up. I don't care if you're in Orange County, right? Come on through and celebrate with us. It's gonna be an amazing moment in time. And um, I just wanna thank you, to thank the school, thank Janet, thank all, all you guys and girls for uh, just hearing me out, listening to me. Appreciate y'all. The event, so I think we're working out. Um, let's get some of that stuff, give to the kids, bro. Especially, uh, whoever asks, who's ever answering questions or asking questions, we have some stuff for you guys. Now, everybody's, now everybody's gonna have a question, right? We're gonna empty the box out, anyways. Um, 
So the, the, the event, the time of the event, I think it's going to be like noon on the 26th. I think we're working out the time still, but it's going to be a four-hour event. So you guys want to make sure that, you know, you guys lock it in your calendars. I know you guys are busy. You got things to be doing around here. Yeah, bring your son, bro. Oh, yeah, bro. What's shit? What's in my language? Question up there. Yeah, that's most definitely what I was looking for. That's a, that's a good uh, question or observation. Um, yeah, and I found it too, and it felt good. You know, I mean, to this day, I'm you know, I'll, I'll be real. Um, some of them are still my boys, like we. It's you know, but you know, I don't glorify that lifestyle because a lot of guys don't come out of that lifestyle. You know, it's heartache, pain death you know there's more of that than there's more a whole lot of negativity but you know yeah i was looking for a family you know I, I was looking for love and and like i told you you know there was a there was if you go you go out to the streets man you'll find people that accept you i mean we want acceptance right that's what i was looking for i was looking for acceptance i wanted to be accepted because i was getting everywhere i turned you know i was just like it was, you know pushed away like nah bro you know go keep it pushing you know, you ain't getting no love right here. And so when you get no love right here, you're going to, you know I mean? You're going to go find where they're going to love you at. And sometimes it's in the gutter, right? You know, so I went and found my love in the gutter. And uh, I mean, it's not the place where you want to be shopping around for love. It's risky. Yeah, I wasn't smart enough, you know? I mean, I knew what I was getting into. Uh, I knew what I was getting into. And there is people, there is people there that, you know, that, were, that have certain guidance, you know, opposed to others. You know, there, there's certain people that will tell you before you jump off that cliff, hey, hey, she got a parachute on your back, my G. And there's certain people that won't even uh, tell you to put the parachute on your back, you know, kind of a stupid example, but, um, it's, uh, you know, that mentality, that lifestyle, I mean, you're basically at a, a point of you're broken, you have nothing to lose, and, and it's a high, it's a thrill, right? And a lot of the guys, well, a lot of the guys I was around, we were all, you know, you know, we were on drugs already, 
You know, we were just, you know, we had nothing else to turn to. So this is what it was. It was a fraternity. It was a boys club, you know? I don't know if I'm explaining that good enough to you. Yeah, but um, thank you though. Questions? Anybody else? I'm 44 years old. 44 years old, yeah. Drink a lot of water. Instead of making that a uh, left, make a right. A lot of things. Like I said, that, that, that list would be, you know. I'd be, you know, at, at that age, though, I mean, during that time of my life, there was no telling me nothing, you know. So even if, I, if, even if my older self popped up on my younger self, I was so stubborn and I was so broke and hard-headed. You couldn't tell me nothing. I had to learn the hard way. And there's people, there's kids. It doesn't matter what you tell them. They just got to learn the hard way. It's unfortunate, but that's just, that's just real. You know, I was, I was just like, I knew what I was doing. You were, I, you, people would t talk to me and I'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah. All right, for sure. Uh-huh. And bam, I'm gone. I'm off doing what I was doing before, right? I think the best thing to do with kids that are down that path is not tell them, show them, you know? physically show them, take them by the hand, like jump in the ride, let's go, you know, you know, like you, people will talk, counselors, and you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay anybody that does that, but I'm saying like you can, at your guys' age, you can say, I can sit and talk to you guys for two hours, you know, and like probably like 90, if you're at 98%, like if there's a crowd of kids that are in the wrong path, like probably 98% of them it's going to go in one ear and out the other. I mean, it did with me. Some people try to talk to me. I wasn't hearing it. And so sometimes people got to learn the hard way. But if you want to help somebody, you got to physically show them. You got to take them. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of hard. It's a, tr it's a tricky one, you know, especially when kids have uh, parents, right? You know, how is someone else going to come and do that? I don't know. Any more questions? Ah, man, that's a good one. Um, probably going to school. Going to school, completing these five years of school. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I had to, I, I only, I had to do what I had to do, but I learned everything that I didn't know. So it gave me a chance to catch up. Because I, I didn't get my GED until I was 35 years old in, the, in prison. 
you know, so, you know, I didn't graduate high school, I didn't go to school. I was horrible when it came to, you know, like any type of school setting. I didn't know how to learn, you know, I, I didn't know how to learn. And so I had to really dig deep. And uh, I, I made it through these five years and I'm in class with sharp kids, sharp dudes, young dudes, right? I'm 44 years old, right? I'm the oldest dude in my class. And I asked them for their help, right? I got tutors that are like, can probably beat my son or something. They help your boy out though. But I'm good at I'm good at other things though, you know? Like some people are, you, you, and that's one thing you guys gotta do too sometimes. You guys may not be book smart, but you might be good at something else, right? And you gotta channel that, you gotta find that. If it's art, if it's speaking, public speaking, if it's whatever it is, we all have our strengths. There's always gonna be somebody that's better than you and that shouldn't discourage you guys. You guys are gonna find your strengths and you're gonna find your path. And when you find your strength, make sure you, you, you know what I mean? You just double down on that strength and you go for it. Cause not everybody has to be, get straight A's to be successful in life. There's a lot of people that get straight A's in life and they're socially retarded. Excuse the word. I don't think you're allowed to use that R word no more. But they, 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 they have all these degrees, but you get them in front of somebody and they can't even have a conversation. So straight A's is good, but there's other people that don't even have the college degree and they're getting those big jobs. Why? Because they have the gift of the gab or they just naturally figured it out, right? So just uh, if you find your strengths. Uh, bringing kids in this world and uh, being in the prison system, being on the streets, not taking care of them because to this day I still, I deal with, uh, like I got a son that's 22 years old Man, he'll be threatening me, he's gonna kick my butt. He goes, you better stretch out, old man. I'm about to pull up and whoop your, you know what? And I'm just like, damn. So I just, I, I constantly have to um, just like, I gotta be easy and I gotta just like, all right, this is my fault. You know, let's talk about this. You know, and I just really just try to be uh, non-confrontational with him and, you know, and not that he's my son, he's my boy, you know? I don't wanna put hands on him and I don't want us to go there. You know, but yeah, that's that's one of the that's one of the ones is just bringing kids in this world, and, and you know, you guys got to be responsible too. You know, especially at this age, you know, you guys be responsible um, because the kids are forever. Any more questions? I have a Yeah, that was that would I would say that was uh, when I was uh, in prison. I signed uh, the adoption papers, and then my sister passed away, which was the closest one to me. She was a year, year younger than me. Um, I mean, if she was still around, she'd probably be standing here with me right now. We were, we were good like that, you know. She and she 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 would she would be there crying in the room when things were happening to me, saying to stop, you know. That was my girl right there. And so that that was the pivotal point in my uh, life saying, man, I've been just risking my life like nothing, not caring about anything, just, and here she was living a, a real life, you know, being a good citizen, you know, a human being, right? And, um, and she lost her life, so I had to reevaluate mine. And that's when I did what I did. I mean, that's what I, turning point, yeah. Any more questions? We good? I think I'll ask the final 
shadow either getting here on time, like it's a drag, or you know, everybody has that story, their own story at home, where it's just at their age, it's a little tougher to just get up and, and start fresh. And you know, is there something that you tell yourself every morning, or is there a routine that you have that kind of just gets like a reset button? Just to try to like, what motivates me? Well, what motivates me is having a full plate, right? Like, I gotta, I'm, I'm a busy body. There's not enough hours in the day for everything that I do, especially because I'm, you know, I'm working 40 plus hours a week. I'm going to night school, Saturday, eight hours in school. Um, I also have a clothing line too, at www.50racks.com. And I, and I take care of that, shipping out. But anyways, what, what, uh, I don't know, I just, I got the, I got the, I got the dog in me, you know, I got the drive. I, you know what it is, is all the years that I wasted. That's, that's my drive. All the years that I wasted on these streets right here, these streets right here. All the years that I sat in that prison cell. I, that, that's my drive. That's what it is right there, now that I think about it. That's what just like I gotta, I gotta go, 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 because I'm always looking at the clock. I'm always looking at the clock. There's not enough time. And I'm trying to, I won't ever catch up what I lost, but I'm just trying to change my legacy from what it was or how it started. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody.